Nine rounds of golf for $90? Yep. The Minnesota Golf Passport is back and available now at garagelogic.com. As a golf passport card holder, you're entitled to nine 18 whole rounds of golf for just one low price of $90. Supplies are limited, so just go to garagelogic.com and type keyword passport. A $300 golf value for just 90 bucks. Now you got it. GarageLogic.com. Keyword passport. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with rookie on production, Chris Reavers, director of social media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king. Fireworks Commissioner and Keeper of Common Sense, your mayor, Joe Sushiman. I'm taking the endorsement. See if they'll let me do it. You guys are aware of a sh- television show called Empire? Yeah. I am yeah. not. Yes. What my wife it? watches it. Uh, it is about a a family and friends of a record label. It's, it's like a dynasty. It's a modern day Dynasty or Falcon Crest. Very successful show on Fox. And Jussie Smollett is one of the cast members. He is. It, what does he do? Is he a rapper? Uh, or? Uh, performer. Um, and they they encounter all sorts of obstacles, and there's infighting and so forth. And it's well, At the end of January, uh, he insisted that he was attacked in a homophobic racial assault. I'm very familiar with this story. In Chicago. Yes. At about 2 in the morning. On one of the coldest nights of the year, by the way, Mm -hmm. during that polar vortex. And uh, the whole case seems to be falling apart around him. He was instantly, instantly embraced by traditional news gathering organizations, which uh, lent him immediate sympathy. And uh, because... Uh, it really played into the template. Uh, he's a black gay guy, and he was assaulted by two people wearing MAGA hats. And uh, the Trump supporters they allegedly put a noose around his neck and dumped some chemical on him, which might or might not have been bleach. Mm-hmm. And he uh, he just really, really he went had the, the checklist. He he had it all <laughs> down. He it, it was a, a dreadful situation. Dreadful situation. Well, now I'm I, I've been following it, and I was read from the Chicago Tribune. This was in uh, yesterday's Chicago Tribune. The police are now investigating whether Smollett paid people to do this. Correct. Uh, uh, Two uh, brothers, who I believe are from Kenya or Nigeria. Mm -hmm. You couldn't find two guys in America? (laughs) 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 They they, uh, uh, Allegedly, they had some type of... uh, One of them worked on the show or something. Right, they had met each other before. Well, these brothers, these two brothers were arrested, but have subsequently been released mm-hmm. and not charged. Uh, investigators have been given new details about the rope that Smollett said was made into a noose and placed around his neck as he walked towards his apartment in 300 block of East North Water Street. Detectives have been searching area retailers to find the source of the rope, but the new information allowed them to narrow their search and find where it was sold. And I believe they found where it was sold, right? Mm-hmm. A busy Beaver hardware store? Yeah. Something like that? Right, something like that. I don't remember the exact name. Uh, The brothers are 25 and 27. They were released without charges Friday, last Friday, 12 hours after the coppers had called them possible suspects. Detectives still need to verify their stories, and the investigation was continuing. 
Chicago police announced Saturday that they hope to interview Smollett, but I guess his lawyers are, are preventing that. They stepped in, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the actor issued a strongly worded statement over the weekend. Jesse Smollett is, er, I guess the lawyers issued a statement. Right. Jesse Smollett is angered and devastated by recent reports that the perpetrators are individuals he is familiar with, read the statement from his attorneys. He has been further victimized by claims attributed to these alleged perpetrators that Jesse played a role in his own attack. Nothing is further from the truth. The statement said one of the brothers was Smollett's personal trainer, the first time he has acknowledged knowing either of them. The two also reported with Smollett on Empire. A representative for the Fox Network, which produces and airs the show, has no comment. Effort to reach the brothers by the Chicago Tribune was was unsuccessful. After the brothers were released from a Southside police station Friday night, their lawyer was vague about what information they turned over. Uh, Pressed about whether Smollett set up the attack, uh, Gloria Schmidt, the attorney, said there's still a lot of moving parts to this. I'm not part of Jussie's defense. I'm not part of what's going on with him. I can just tell you that my guys are innocent of the charge and they're going home, meaning the two brothers who were once considered suspects. Mm-hmm. Uh, the men were arrested Wednesday night after detectives tracked their movements on surveillance cameras in the area where Smollett says two men shouted racial and homophobic slurs at him, hit him, and wrapped a rope around his neck while yelling, this is MAGA country. I want to stop right there. I mean, I, that, as a copper, I might have been alerted right there. That ain't MAGA that's, country. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's Obama's turf. Right. <laughs> Smollett, in his first TV interview, said Thursday he believed the two people captured by those cameras are his attackers. Uh, he told Good Morning America co-anchor Robin Roberts, and she had the, the terrible look of concern on her face when she was interviewed. <clears throat> yes. She and, really bought it. And uh, and then she was not there the day after the interview. Um to, to get all this, these new developments. And I don't know what happened today. Uh, Smollett told police the attack occurred about 2 a.m. on Jan 29 as he was walking from a subway shop, subway sandwich shop, to his apartment building. The brothers, who are black, were tracked down through rideshare records. The brothers are both aspiring actors who have posted auditions online, including a scene in which each of them were interrogated by police for a murder. They signed with Babes and Bo's model and talent agency in 2016. Uh, they both had lead... They both had roles in the 2017 indie movie, The Worst Nightmare. Uh, one of them had a part in Spike Lee's 2015 film, Chirac. Neither brother has been credited for work on Empire, although the older brother said in a 2015 interview that he played the prison bodyguard for Chris Rock's character. I guess Chris Rock guest starred on the show. Okay. A week before the attack, Smollett told police he received a threatening letter at work. Witnesses told police a postal worker dropped off the letter at the Chicago studio where Empire is filmed. It was postmarked. Uh, in suburban Bedford around January 18th. The letters MAGA were written on the upper left corner of the envelope. Smollett said a stick figure was shown hanging from a tree with the words, Smollett, Jussie, you will you will die, black, expletive. Did I make that up too, Smollett asked in his interview with Roberts. Police have not said whether they believe the two incidents are related. So so these two guys, as far as their acting career, are are villagers in the play with the... Torches and pitchforks. Mm-hmm. They're not really actors. Mm-hmm. Okay. But there's been a lot of this happening. We had it at St. Olaf, what, a year ago? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. St. Olaf, didn't we also have it at St. Cloud Yep. several years ago? Yep. Yep. So this even, this even predates President Trump, but he's just an easy calling card and, and factor when this is being done. 
But it's so perfectly played into the template of the news gatherers that they instantly went with it. This instantly. Is, this has, has had so much coverage. Because, it, because, uh, because, because Trump is the president, it must have been true that this guy, black, gay, mm-hmm. was attacked. It, it might very well turn out to be that this isn't even remotely true that he was attacked by, that, he, that this was uh, non-arranged. Right. It, it it might prove to be that he paid to have this done. It's oh, I think, a, a serious case of headdressing, if that's the case. And not turning over his cell phone. They want his cell phone, but he said no. He's got private messages and pictures and things that are that are private. Well, if you want to get to the bottom of this, you would you would hand over your phone regardless. The cops aren't going to care if you took a picture of whatever. And it's on your phone. They don't care about that. Here's how dangerous that this that this is. He turned over redacted phone records that police said were not sufficient for a criminal investigation. Mm-hmm. Well, I, want, I, I wonder if they'll be able to get the phones of the uh, the the brothers to see if they because they were released already. But, but I he would had imagine. already admitted in a statement through his attorney that this one of the one of the guys was was his personal trainer. Mm-hmm. So he's already established the fact that there was a prior relationship. Yep. Well, he's lying. But the whole thing's going to crash down around him. But nothing. But hold on. Nothing will happen to him. All of the news outlets that that ran to his defense and to his aid right away, they'll. They, you mentioned this before the show, Joe. They'll issue the 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 six word paragraph on page that's, nine. That's the, that's separate from nothing happening to him. It's a felony to uh, right, file a false trouble. report. He yeah. could go to prison I, for three years. But I don't think he will. Well, I wouldn't be so sure. Uh, to your other point. Yeah, this if if it's proven that Smollett arranged for this, uh, the traditional news gatherers will tiptoe away from it, and they'll have a paragraph on page six, like they did with the Covington kids. Mm-hmm. You know, it's front page news for a month, and then when it's proven to be false, it's a paragraph on page six. Uh, we're in trouble because uh, look how quickly news gathering institutions not only wanted to believe this it was almost so they needed to believe it because this this corroborates their view of what's happening in this country and i always wonder if racism is so bad why in the hell do you got to make it up well that's very that's a very good point why do you got to make it up every, every two two black guys in uh, on the chicago uh, north uh, was it north shore or, or wherever he lives in there he lives in a nice area. I forget area where mega, the mega area is. Yeah, the where's zone. the mega area? <laughs> so, so two black guys attack this guy? That doesn't make a lot of sense. I also heard that uh, Smollett said to the cops, boy, I'm sure glad there was a video camera there. Oh. And the cops, that kind of lit the little light bulb in their heads thinking, well, how did you know there was a video camera there? <laughs> right. You know, turns out it wasn't even aimed at where he supposedly got attacked. Well, and that every uh, news outlet was... Uh, stumbling over each other to say, we are more sensitive. We are bringing this out to the people to show that we are uh, uh, pro-gay and anti-mega and, and so forth. It, and now they all got caught uh, reporting it as fact, waiting until there's a, an investigation. Cory Booker, he wants to run for president. His initial reaction was, it's a lynching. It's a modern-day lynching. And now he's saying, well, we should wait till we get all the facts. No, that's what you should have said should have, yeah. the first time <laughs> right. you were asked for a quote. Right. Mm-hmm. These people are frauds and hypocrites. They desperately want to believe that it, who, whoever this guy is, I've never heard of him before. 
Jussie. That's yes, he is, he, is, he is popular on the show. I, I... Jussie Smollett. Uh, he succeeded in one thing, mm-hmm. getting one hell of a lot of attention for the show and himself. I, think I have never previously heard of the show or him. I believe he's up for a uh, uh, contract issue as well. I, I heard that. But rumor. did he think that, Joe mentioned the attention part of it, but did he think that his career would see a boost as a result of this? Because that's obviously yes. what, why he yes. intended to do this. Because yes. that's the modern. That's this is the modern trend. Truth is just going by the wayside. Gets in here. the way, doesn't it? I mean, so quickly do the news gatherers want to accept this as fact because it perfectly fits the paradigm. It perfectly fits this agenda they have, which is Trump is a racist fool who is uh, traffics in nothing but hatred, and his followers are racist fools who traffic in nothing but hatred. And look what happened to this vulnerable, sweet actor who is black and happens to be gay. Got attacked by two guys screaming uh, uh, homophobic slurs at him and 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 saying uh, wearing MAGA hats. How quick was Does he? None of that even makes sense. How quick was he on the morning shows after this? Was it relatively soon no afterwards? No well, idea. it happened. This happened late January, correct? January 29th is J- when he said he got assaulted. Okay, and then... He doesn't appear to be injured in anyway. uh, He had a, a little scratch on his eye after the uh, initial January event. But last week, Robin Roberts sat down with him. Well, she's going to play it. She's, she's an obsequious fool well, like she, the rest of them. She was... Uh, she was buying it, hook, mm-hmm. line, and sinker. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there were a couple of questions where I thought, well, maybe she has some questions too. But I don't know. I don't know what happened today on Good Morning America. I'm sure it was covered, and Robin was there. But I don't know. I didn't get up that early today. I don't. I don't watch Good Morning America. <laughs> you don't. And I've never watched Empire, and I've never heard of this guy. But but if if it was publicity he wanted, he hit the he hit the he hit the post. He got it. He got it, and he got a whole <laughs> bunch. But uh, a lot of good's going to do him if he goes to the slammer for three years, <laughs> right? And I don't, I don't really understand how it would have made him better on the show to get this. T- he would have been a champion, I guess, had this really happened, mm-hmm. uh, and he probably would have been the 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 poster guy for uh, you know being bullied or attacked and so reading forth. between the lines uh, of <clears throat> stories like the one in the Chicago Tribune. It doesn't seem likely that this is that this happened. It, it seems terribly likely that this was prearranged. I'm going 100. percent I well, don't think it happened. In my opinion, 100 percent the way he said it played out. He he walked home with it was the too, news still it was on too, his. It was too full of cliches. Mm-hmm. Oh, mega guys got me, and this. And that would you and leave that. a noose around your neck? No, I wouldn't. That that someone forcefully put on you, even after they're gone, and you're running home. This might, the first this, thing it took this, off. This might seem like it's neither here nor there, but did you ever see a picture of the so-called noose? I, did I not. Didn't don't know, know that. I, I have. wonder. I want. Do I mean were these two guys that supposedly attacked him? Were they talented enough to go to a hardware store <laughs> and buy a length of rope and turn it into a noose? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, are you going to look it up on the big screen? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's, of course, you're showing results for Chicago noise attack. I think we're after the word noose. <laughs> yeah. Noose would be better than noise. Yes. No, you didn't mean noise attack. 
Let's see if there's an image. Okay, I'm officially being driven crazy by the fact that you're not going to get an image when it comes up under noise attack. Wow. You're not getting anything, Matt. No. You're, you're wasting time here. But see, what you said there, Matt, you have you have noise. You have to start over up at top. Start over no, up at the top. Chicago noose attack. Well, but it's not coming up because it refers back to your initial one where you said noise attack. Now do it's that overriding. one. Uh, I'm going to stab you. Folks, what you're getting here is a See, look, it, wa- it wants to change it. It wants to change it. Which is it. why I asked you, Matt, to start over. How about just Smollett Noose? Smollett Noose. God bless it. There it is. That was him after the night that uh, Jesse. He doesn't look terribly wounded to me. No. He doesn't look like he's harmed in any way. And, but it seems to me I saw a picture of the noose. Now, maybe I didn't. Maybe someone offered the graphic of what a noose looks like. <laughs> I know I'm nitpicking here, but did these two supposed thugs fashion a noose out of a piece of rope they got at the hardware store? And that, that to me, seems it's unlikely. I guess we're not going to see a picture of the noose. You can end this search now. Okay. Uh, many pictures of him, uh, but no pictures of the noose. And I, You know what? I hope to God it is fake. Hollywood is going to have a real tough time with this one because if it proves that this guy, Smollett, orchestrated this entire thing. We don't know that yet. I know. What I'm saying is if it's proven that he did and he isn't ostracized by the club, Mm -hmm. then they're all frauds. Well, they pretty much are. They pretty much because are. he's done more damage to fit that narrative. Pushed everything back than than he did by it actually being true. Well, there were many many aspects of you know some of these street cops in Chicago were looking at each other going, "What? Really? <laughs> really? We don't see a lot of here? red hats around here. <laughs> this is MAGA territory." Yeah, nothing. And the fact, everything that he won't give up his phone completely for an investigation to find out if he had, and they have to. If if he's if he filed a false police report, yes, that's felonious activity, and then he will have to give that phone up to see if he called these guys or texted them and Wait said, a "Meet me Wait at a seven. I just had an idea. Oh, I am just had a thought. This happened on January 29th. That's right, about forty below windshield. Were we still in the weeds, or, or, or had we been cleared mostly with the, the Covington case? Oh, no. The uh, Covington case was still wholly against the kids on January 29th. There you go. Mm-hmm. That was his motive. I don't know. Again, we don't know. Well, these, that... the, the, the two brothers that were arrested for this, yeah. they were of Nigerian descent, did either, you say? Either that or Canyon. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh. Okay. Oh, I, I'm following you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I. Uh, but on January 29th, the Covington kids were still uh, the subject of scorn. I think so. I think so. And they still are, by the way. So then he saw this and thought, "Well, wait a minute here. I get myself a little publicity. I, I, I'm, I. This guy, this guy should go to prison." For orchestrating this, if if it proves true that he did, I would hope so. But I don't. But see, I don't have enough faith. That justice will be served here. I just don't. Well, you got to have some faith that a judge in a courtroom is still different than a an editor in a newsroom. We we've pretty much learned that we're uh, we're being poorly served, generally speaking, by news gathering. You have to hold out hope because uh, if you don't, it's it's over. You have to hold out hope that 
you are you are well served by America's judicial system. I hope to be proved wrong. I just don't have yeah. enough hope in that yeah. regard. All right, uh, can we uh, allow me to go and get a drink of water, please? It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. Hoda Muthana. You know that name? No. Hoda, the, uh, uh, she the NBC lady? Oh. Oh. Well, that's Hoda. Once one of ISIS's most prominent online agitators who took to social media to call for the blood of Americans to be spilled, Hoda Muthana, 24, claims to have made a big mistake when she left the U.S. four years ago <laughs> and said she was brainwashed. Speaking from Al-Hawl, refugee camp in northern Syria, while her 18-month-old son played at her feet, Muthana said she misunderstood her faith and that friends she had at the time believed they were following Islamic tenets when they aligned themselves to ISIS. Uh, We were basically in a time of ignorance and then became jihadi. If you like to describe it that way, she said, I thought I was doing things correctly for the sake of God. Muthana is the only American among the estimated 1,500 foreign women and children inside the sprawling camp of 39,000 people. She wants to be allowed to return to Alabama. And I'm saying, no, I I wouldn't let her back in. So she left thinking, oh, I'm just going on a little religious outing with uh, with these people. She settled into the Syrian city of Raqqa, then one of ISIS's two main hubs, the other being Mosul where she married an Australian jihadist, Suhan Rahman, G'day, mate. the first of her three husbands. Rahman was killed in the town of Kobani, and soon afterwards, Muthana angrily tweeted, Americans wake up, men and women together. You have much to do while you live under our greatest enemy, although you're sleeping. Go on drive-bys and spill all the blood or rent a big truck and drive all over them. Veterans, patriots... Memorial, etc. Day killed them. For many months in 2015, her Twitter feed was full of blood-curdling incitement, and she says she remained a zealot until the following year. She now says her account was taken over by others. I have a, I have a horrible prediction to make. Oh no! Oh, I'm you already know like it's it? coming, don't you? Yeah. Oh no! She'll be defended by Ilhan Sir. Absolutely, Ilhan she will. In fact, <laughs> I'm, I'm shocked she hasn't already. You're right. You are 100 percent right. Mutha says her family in Alabama were deeply conservative and placed restrictions on her movements and interactions, factors she claims contributed to her radicalization. You want to go out with your friends, and I didn't get any of that. I turned to my religion, and I went in too hard. I was self-taught and thought whatever I read was right. I look back now, and I think I was very arrogant. Now I'm worried about my son's future. In the end, I didn't have many friends left because the more I talked about the oppression— of ISIS, the more I lost friends, I was brainwashed, and my friends are still brainwashed. Hey, bleep you, lady. You ain't getting back. If I was the king, you ain't getting back See in this country. You. <laughs> You're not getting back in the country. The hell with you. Access denied. Uh, I bet this will become a cause celeb, though, on the progressive left. Uh, do, you, do you think she'll eventually uh, become a darling of the media? And I don't know. Nothing surprises me anymore. But, but we have to... There has to be... 
rules followed here, no, ladies and gentlemen. No, you don't gentlemen. need any rules. This is dumb. Really? You don't need any rules. Oh, my God. Here's another one. Here's another one. Shamima Bagum. Ah. One of three teenage girls to flee East London for a new life with the Islamic State group says she has given birth to a baby boy, Ms. Bagum. Left four years ago at age 15, found in a Syrian refugee camp last week. She now wants to return home. The 19-year-old told Sky News, people should have sympathy towards me for everything I've been through. Uh, Mm -hmm. (sighs) Under international law, the U.K. is obliged to let a Briton without the claim to another nationality back in. Asked if she had made a mistake by traveling to Syria, Bagum told Sky News, in a way, yes, but I don't regret it because it changed me as a person. It made me stronger and tougher. I married my husband. I wouldn't have found someone like him back in the U.K. She continued, I had my kids. I had a good time there. It's just that things got harder and I couldn't take it anymore. Earlier, Mohammed Tasneem Akunji, Mm. a lawyer for Ms. Bagum's family, told Radio 4's The World this weekend, they they are obviously very happy and joyous that Shamima has successfully given birth and that she's healthy. But he added that following the reported death of Ms. Bagum's other two children in Syria, they were very concerned about the baby and wanted him to come back. Ms. Bagum and two other school girls, Khadiza, Sultana, and Amira Abbasi, left Bethel Green in East London in Feb of 2015. Khadiza is thought to have died when a house was blown up, and the fate of Amira is unknown. Uh, so she uh, she wants back in now because things got tough for her. Sure. And once things got tough, she had to get changed. Ms. And I suppose they, I'm sorry, Joe, I suppose they don't have an advocate uh, uh, with uh, within ISIS to uh, to kind of help them out if they have some problems, maybe to walk them through some of their issues. Asked if she was aware of ISIS beheadings before going to Syria, she told Sky News, I knew about those things and I was okay with it because, you know, I started becoming religious just before I left. You know what? Let her back in. Come on. Mm. Forgive and forget. Uh... Wow. For those meanwhile, that are taking that comment seriously. Meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, debate continues over whether Ms. Ms. Bagoon, Bagoom should be stopped from returning to the U.K. Writing in the Sunday Times, Home Secretary Sajid David, I'm sorry, Sajid Javid warned he would not hesitate to prevent the return of Britons who traveled to join ISIS. He wrote, the difficult challenge we now face is what we should do about those who are still seeking to return. But the government does not have consular staff in Syria and says it will not risk any lives to help Britons who have joined a banned terrorist group. If Ms. Bagoom is able to reach a British consulate in a recognized country, it is thought security chiefs could manage her return. Well, I ain't letting this bum from our country back into Alabama, and I wouldn't let this fruitcake back into uh, England. What? I guess I don't understand what would. You haven't ha- been to England yet, have you? Any of you? No. You got to go now. You got to go. You got to go before it's no longer unrecognizable. You called that a long time ago. You got to go now. They might still have France. the red double decker bus, but uh, Abdul will be driving it. You might have to stop for a little prayer service. <laughs> no offense. Uh, uh, no, you can offend. No, it's okay to offend. No offense to our brothers and sisters of Islam. Uh, years ago, you said, what was it? it? Oh, it was the population. It was the population of... It's probably going to end up being more Muslims than Brits. 
Right, because uh, they're having babies. They're having big families. Oh, yeah. And they're going to outnumber the. We read the stat. What was the stat? I don't uh, remember the stat. The second most spoken language in what? which country was it? I have no idea what you're referring to. Pig, pig it, Latin? No, it might have been France. But I think the most popular boy's name in England is Mohammed. The second Ooh. most popular uh, language used in France right now is French. Come on. Serious, Second most popular. Ser- we 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 did it. We did a uh, entire segment on this. Well, you know, you got to have diversity in the world. It's okay. Can Look, you imagine? I don't. Doesn't say what town in Alabama that gal's from. I, I got to think those people in Alabama don't want her back. I would think not. Yeah. I just saw the town. It was a smaller town. Arabic, especially the, uh, uh, is the most common second language in French homes. So let's be fact based. Okay. What is the most common spoken accent in France? Well, I don't. I'm not interested in accent. That's different than what language you're speaking. Uh, why don't you play with that during a break, Rook? I can do that. Yeah, let's do that. Have you noticed the consolidation happening to commercial insurance agencies today? This is Patrick Ricey for the Canopy Group. The big just keep getting bigger, and you and your business continue to get passed around until you become a dreaded house account. You have been consolidated. All of this was done to you without your control. Get options and take control of your company's insurance program. Have the Canopy Group help you gain a commercial insurance strategy that makes your business more attractive to the insurance industry. The more insurance companies that we can get interested in your business, the more competitive your pricing will be. If your business is renewing in March, April, or May and is paying less than $80,000 in premium, don't accept being a house account. Get the attention you deserve with the Canopy Group. Visit thecanopygroup.com or call 800-967-3389, 800-967-3389, The Canopy Group. University of Garage Logic, 98, College of Self-Esteem, zip, nada, nothing. Here's Joe Suchere. Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. Uh, I don't know if you guys are uh, excited about this, but uh, with the new forecast, apparently we will have the snowiest February on record. Yeah! (laughs) Uh, After a few days without anything uh, falling, the metro area is in line for up to a half foot of snow starting Tuesday night, lasting into Wednesday afternoon, according to the National Weather Service. When's this start, John? uh, Tuesday night into Wednesday. Good God. Mm. So far this month, the Twin Cities has uh, received 22.6 inches of snow. Uh, toss in most of what's coming in the next day or two, and it looks like we'll bury the previous record of 26.5 inches set in 1962. And NWS meteorologist Alexandria Kecklick says we're not done because there's another storm system Friday through the weekend. Really? Moving in. Hmm. So uh, temps hmm. should be okay. Temps somewhat mild. 20s. You see that uh, beach chair? It's very lonely. It's, it's a lonely a, beach chair. Which one would you sound. choose, the one with the cushion or without? I want the cushion. Yeah, you got to go cushion. cushion. got to go cushion. As long as it's dry. Mm-hmm. Right. Don't want a wet cushion. Well, like, I mean, like Sandoval, where it's really, where the, the sea level is rising so much. People <laughs> I have are uh, garages and... heated wire on my roof. Yeah. And I had it plugged in all week, and it didn't do anything. I don't think I plugged it in in time this year. I, I it. it 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 doesn't generate enough heat to com- to compete with below zero huh. temperatures overnight. Go to Fred Loney's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores and buy the salt pucks. How am I supposed to get it up there? You, you, throw you toss them. them. 
I did do? that. You can. It sounds like the um, pop rocks, that candy. Yeah. As soon as they hit the ice, you can hear it crackling. Hmm. Huh. There, a box will cost you about twenty three bucks. Does it damage your shingles though? Probably not. Uh, it gets rid of your ice dams. Well, okay, but then if I got to replace my roof, the worst thing you could do is go up there and chip away at it. That's how you ruin your shingles. <laughs> yeah. I just leave it. Nah. But the, the the with the melt, everything's going to go down the uh, the gutter. Well, but there's been no melt essentially yet. Yeah, that's my point. These heating wires do a wonderful job, but apparently you need a certain high temperature, or if they're not for... kicking in in these cold nights. Gotcha. Hmm. Twin Cities-based Chuck and Don's, a pet supplier retailer with 45 locations in Minnesota, Colorado, Kansas, and Wisconsin, has announced it's been acquired by New York-based independent pet partners. In a release, the company said uh, they'll create a co-headquarters in the Twin Cities to leverage the talented staff at Chuck and Don's headquarters. The Chuck and Don's name will remain on all 45 of its locations. Uh, they were founded back in 1990, currently 30 locations in Minnesota, and 11 in Colorado, 3 in Kansas, 1 in Wisconsin. The D'Amico and Sons location on Grand Avenue is closing next week. I can't picture where that is. Uh, down by close to, um, it's past Bonfire. I don't know what that is. What is D'Amico and Sons? It's a restaurant. It's a restaurant. No, restaurant. I know, but is it Italian? Italian. Uh, the Matt, Matt, I don't want you to do that. I don't want you to. I don't want you to go to the big screen. I want it's to know okay. Where it is. It's okay. It's, it's an Italian restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the sign said, "It's with great sadness in our hearts that we announce, after 22 years in this lovely neighborhood, we are closing this restaurant." Do they still have one in Minneapolis too? Didn't me, they have a? Let me check. Oh. No, don't do that. <laughs> uh, according, uh, here you go, Chris. To the sign, all other locations in Minnesota. Well, we don't know if that's Minneapolis. Yeah, in Minnesota and Florida will remain open. An employee at the restaurant said he was not allowed to comment. A manager couldn't be reached Sunday mm-hmm. night. The Italian restaurant has Minnesota locations in Edina, Minneapolis, Roseville, Golden Valley, Wyzetta, and on the U of M campus, also a location in Naples, Florida. They make good chow. I approve. D'Amico mm-hmm. and Sons. Well, they're not selling any food on Grand Avenue? Apparently not. Hmm. Maybe, they Maybe they just can't they're, make money because St. Paul's gouging them with their taxes. And their lease was up, too. They said in the building that oh. was uh, part of the problem. Hmm. Top advisor to President Trump indicated that the president is prepared to issue the first veto of his term if Congress votes to disapprove of his declaration of a national emergency emergency along the U.S.-Mexico border. White House senior advisor Stephen Miller told Fox News Sunday the president is going to protect his national emergency declaration. Asked if that meant Trump was ready to veto, Miller added he's going to protect his national emergency declaration guaranteed. Semi-trailer truck broke through a guardrail, plunged into a lake near Wisconsin Dells, leaving one person dead, another person missing and presumed dead. The photo that I saw, I think it was on the Star Tribune's website, it, the, the semi is just dangling because they, they had to pull it out they of the ravine. Pull it out, yeah. I've been over that bridge a hundred times. Oh, yeah. yeah. Was, now, that's part of where 9094 a combined freeway, correct? No, it's further south than that. Is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Crash occurred Sunday morning on eastbound Interstate 90 over Mirror Lake. Well, then I'm wrong. If it was eastbound 90, then I I haven't been there a hundred times. I thought it was 94 at the Dells. Captain, permission to look? Not far from the many water amusement park destinations, according to the State Patrol. I'm looking it up. Authorities were alerted to a damaged guardrail about 7.30 a.m. just north of the lake. Tire tracks confirmed the truck went over the cliff to the right, was fully underwater, the patrol has yet to release the identities of the truck's occupants or address why the driver lost control of 
the big rig. So who died, the truck driver? The driver, and uh, they're still looking for one other occupant. Hmm. Wow. It's actually just after the split, according to Google Maps. I'm getting a really nice high-quality photo <laughs> high, high res. on Google Maps. Authorities have rescued a hiker who got, uh, this, is, uh, this doesn't happen often, stranded in a creek during winter weather at Zion National Park in Utah after his leg got stuck in quicksand. Really? Come on. Zion National Park says a 34-year-old man from Arizona and his companion were unable to free him after his leg got buried knee-deep. We almost lost a damn good <laughs> pull cart. <laughs> oh, I can't help it. I'm thinking of that oh. scene in Blazing Saddles. Yeah, you, oh well, you have to. Mm-hmm. Oh. I'm not going to lie. When I first read this right. story, that's yeah. the first thing that popped into my head. You guys are messed up. I, that rope to that bull card. <laughs> the man's friend. <laughs> what isn't that is isn't exactly water, not exactly sand. Mm-hmm. Quicksand! <laughs> oh. Uh, late in the night, rescuers Just for, think if that movie had been released in 2019. You can't. It can't happen. Oh, Mel, Mel Brooks said he would not be allowed to make that movie. Right. No, and there's no chance. He said he would have no shot. Sing some of those songs. <laughs> oh, God almighty. And people got along better then, uh-huh. I think, than they do right now. Yeah. Uh, I have had friends, uh, younger people, say to me, well, that's racist. And I point out that Richard Pryor co-wrote it, so then they shut up. Uh, Anyway, they rescued this guy. You guys ever seen uh, uh, John Mulaney? Is that his name, the comedian? Uh, Because he does a great bit where he starts it by saying, when I was younger... I thought quicksand was going to be a much more of a danger when I grew up. Because <laughs> every show, really yeah, every right. show that we I mean, saw, Gilligan's Island. How many times did they fall in the quicksand? Yeah. Every cowboy movie, right. always somebody's fallen in. Gilligan's one. Island. Well, this at All least proves to us, John, that it does exist. Uh, yes, quicksand does exist. Yeah. Uh, cops <laughs> arrested a naked and belligerent Florida woman for allegedly attacking her fiance after he declined to have sex with her, according to the police report. No go zone. Officers responding early in the morning to a disturbance call at a Vero Beach apartment building encountered Samantha Hernandez, 21, with no clothing and not in a very good mood. Hernandez denied doing anything to her fiancé but was too intoxicated to provide any further information. The 21-year-old victim told police Hernandez wanted to engage him in sexual intercourse, which he declined. Hernandez was angry at the fact that the victim did not want to have sex and began attacking him, striking him in the face and ripping his shirt, according to the police report. Cops noted the man had scratches on his face and neck and was wearing a torn shirt. Hernandez arrested on a misdemeanor domestic battery charge based on her boyfriend's statements and injuries observed on scene. Hernandez, who works as a cashier and the victim, have lived together for two years, according to police. After being placed in the rear of the police cruiser, Hernandez maliciously spit on the arm of a patrolman while yelling profanities. As a result, she was charged with battery on a police officer. Was that English? <laughs> you know what she don't You know what she didn't need one more. I no, just she just beer. had one she more. Not. Uh, Can't believe he turned her down, though. I mean, it's she sounds terribly attractive. Yeah, uh, mom, she, dad, meet some. I, I saw her uh, mugshot. She was she wasn't a you know. I mean, I don't want to was make this a, sound uh, sexist. Big girl? No, she wasn't no, at all. No. Samantha, what? Uh, Here we go. Hernandez. Now I know what was taking place in the other room yep. all these years. Oh, this is a dialed back version because Very now he knows so. he's being monitored. Right. Yeah. 
Sometimes when you'd see him staring at the screen, mm-hmm. he was just looking up silly stuff. That's he had nothing in Cheerios? To... Exactly. <laughs> That's how they make the lucky marshmallows? <laughs> Attention, beer lovers. Yes. A bottle from a 133-year-old shipwreck might yield yeast for a new beer in upstate New York. Biotechnology students at the State University of New York at Cobbleskill uncorked a bottle from the shipwrecked SS Oregon last week. Serious Brewing Company of Howes Cave, New York, plans to develop a new brew if the students can successfully take out the yeast. Bill Felter of Serious Brewing acquired the beer from a customer who owns an assortment of artifacts recovered from the ship. That ship was en route from Liverpool, England, to New York City with 852 people on board March 14, 1886, when it collided with a schooner near Fire Island, New York, and sank. All but one person survived. Last year, an Australian brewer produced beer from yeast recovered from a 220-year-old I, shipwreck. I, I hate to interrupt, but yeah. I was always under the impression that yeast has a shelf life here. I uh, I don't know, Chris. Because brewers are constantly talking. Yeast is, I think, one of the bigger issues when you're brewing beer. Well, last year, an Australian brewer produced beer from a yeast recovered from huh. a 220-year-old shipwreck. All right. I, I All don't right. know what to tell you. A man's nap. But it tasted like soap. But it tasted skunky. Yeah, I, bet I it would did. think so, yeah. yeah. A man's nap in the back of his car in Delaware turned into a nightmare after the car he was sleeping in was stolen and crashed. Musician Justin Corner told the News Journal he had spent a night playing music with friends, fell asleep in his vehicle, and had a dream involving someone jumping in the front seat. A Newark police statement says someone drove off in the car Sunday morning and bailed after seeing the man sleeping in the back. Police say the car at that point crashed. Corner says he awoke and saw car treads on a lawn and a destroyed bush then realized he hadn't been dreaming. He says police appeared ready to take him away before another officer said a neighbor had security camera footage of the incident proving that he had not been the one driving the car. Hmm. Drivers startled to see a hungry bear that got stuck in the back of a garbage truck. <laughs> took a ride. <laughs> Bears are so, they just can't resist. They, can't, they smell uh, food can't. and they just go for it. it took a ride are you acro- part bear? <laughs> yeah, yeah part. you might be. Took a ride across a stretch of eastern North Carolina. News outlets report, uh, isn't North Carolina where the kids said the bear uh, yep. yes. helped them out? Yep. Yeah. News outlets report Joe that. thought it was a Sasquatch. Yeah. Yep. yeah. News outlets report that a motorist called Birdie County 911 on Wednesday morning last week about a bear hanging off of the truck on U.S. Route 17. Apparently, the snack seeking bear climbed into the trash truck during a stop, became trapped after the driver secured the netting that prevents garbage from blowing away. Sheriff John Holly says a deputy stopped the truck with the bear perched on top just outside of Windsor. The driver, who had not been aware of his stowaway, pulled back the net, and the bear ran off before the truck continued on to the landfill. In Olympia, Washington, a 21-year-old Lacey man is under arrest after accidentally firing a gun during an effort to impress a fellow party-goer Saturday night. A fall, fall of the stupidity here. The bullet hit a 20-year-old woman and her one-year-old girl she was holding on her hip, both expected to survive. Investigators say six adults were in the house having a party when a man with a concealed carry permit removed his gun and holster, handed it to another man so that he could take off his pants and show his new leg tattoo to everybody. (laughs) Oh, my God! This is what this is, and this is not in Florida. This is in Washington. Washington. Yeah, legalize weed. Yeah. We want to legalize marijuana. <laughs> the person who was handed the gun then handed it to a third man, right. the twenty-one-year-old, the under, smart one, under arrest. Deputies say the third man took the gun out of the holster, <laughs> oh, 
began to show it off to the 20-year-old woman holding the baby. Oh, my God. A single round accidentally went off, hitting the baby's leg, continuing to the woman's pelvis. Both victims taken to local hospitals and are in stable condition. The 21-year-old man was booked for reckless endangerment. Deputies say ecstasy, alcohol, and marijuana were all present. That's the hat trick. Yeah. You got that? You got yeah. yourself a party. party. huh? That's a party hat trick. That's a party. Wow. Right. That's all a right. big ending, huh? Yeah, it really is. <laughs> Speaking of big endings, check out garagelogic.com for some great items. Joe's Bookshelf, the latest creation from Greg Holcomb. It's uh, spot on, I'll tell you that much. Also... Check out every other podcast that we have done in Garage Logic. You can listen, catch up. If you go on vacation, bring us with you. GarageLogic.com. Don't forget to rate us on Apple iTunes. We love your feedback. That is today's version of Garage Logic podcast version. We'll catch you next time. And watch soon for Table Talk with Rookie's Family. Find that on Podcast One as well. Table Talk with Rookie's Family. Good luck. <laughs>